Hey, it's Nathan, and this is day 53 of the Bible in 90 Days. We're in Isaiah 42 through 52. Chapter 42 begins with a prophecy of the coming servant of the Lord, a prophecy no doubt pointing to the coming Messiah, Jesus. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. In his teaching, the islands will put their hope. The rest of this prophecy regarding the coming servant affirms that God, the Creator, will sustain his servant who will open blind eyes and set captives free. The second section in the chapter is an invitation to praise God because he will triumph over his enemies, leading the blind by an unfamiliar path, turning darkness into light and making the rough places smooth. The third and final section of the chapter is a rebuke to Israel, who is blind but my servant, and deaf like the messenger I send, who is blind like the one in covenant with me, blind like the servant of the Lord. The chapter continues describing the plunder and suffering God's people have faced because they would not follow his ways, they did not obey his law. Chapter 43, by the way, a chapter you should read, is an epic chapter and a great, again, a great read, emphasizing God as the Savior. Check out these lines. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. And these, I, even I, am the Lord, and apart from me, there is no Savior." In the second half of the chapter, God assures Israel that he's doing a new thing, acting against Babylon on behalf of his people. And yet, you have not called on me, Jacob. You have not wearied yourselves for me, Israel. Instead, the people continued to burden God with their sins. And then one of my favorite verses from the chapter I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Chapter 44 begins, Do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant, for I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. Then God proceeds to challenge his people to compare him to the gods of the nations. Who then is like me? Let him proclaim it. Let him declare and lay out before me what has happened since I established my ancient people and what is yet to come. Yes, let them foretell what will come. The chapter spends significant time mocking the worship of idols with lines such as, It, that is wood, is used as fuel for burning. Some of it he takes and warms himself. He kindles a fire and bakes bread. But he also fashions a god and worships it. He makes an idol and bows down to it. 
No one stops to think. No one has the knowledge or understanding to say, Half of it I used for fuel. I even baked bread over its coals. I roasted meat and I ate. Shall I make a detestable thing from what is left? Shall I bow down to a block of wood? The chapter concludes with several verses declaring the power of God and what he can accomplish. Chapter 45 is a prophecy regarding the rise of Cyrus, whose right hand I take hold of to subdue nations before him and to strip kings of their armor, to open doors before him so that gates will not be shut. Some lines down, God rebukes his people for quarreling with their maker. As foolish as a shard of pottery arguing with the potter. This is followed by God, the Creator, asserting that Cyrus would definitely carry out his purpose of rebuilding Jerusalem. God also asserts that the Egyptians, Cushites, and Sabians will seek the God of Israel. It's also stated that idols will be put to shame and disgraced, while God will save his people. Two magnificent invitations are given. Gather together and come. Assemble, you fugitives from the nations. Turn to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. Chapter 46, by the way, a chapter you should also read, is a powerful appeal for his people to turn to him and not trust in the pagan gods. God promises, even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. God also invites his people to remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times what is still to come. I say my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. Chapter 47 is a declaration by God against Babylon. Your nakedness will be exposed and your shame uncovered. I will take vengeance. I will spare no one. In the passage, God rebukes the Babylonians for their merciless actions toward his people, acknowledging, I was angry with my people and desecrated my inheritance. I gave them into your hand and you showed them no mercy. Even on the aged, you laid a very heavy yoke. The chapter then continues, challenging the Babylonians. You have trusted in your wickedness and have said, No one sees me. Yet, disaster will come upon you, and you will not know how to conjure it away. A calamity will fall upon you that you cannot ward off with a ransom. A catastrophe you cannot foresee will suddenly come upon you. Chapter 48 is a stern rebuke to God's people for their persistent rebellion. I knew how stubborn you were. Your neck muscles were iron. Your forehead was bronze. Therefore, I told you these things long ago. Before they happened, I announced them to you so that you could not say, My images brought them about. My wooden image and metal God ordained them. You have heard these things. Look at them all. Will you not admit them? Well do I know how treacherous you are. You were called a rebel from birth. In the passage, God asks this penetrating question. How can I let myself be defamed? I will not yield my glory to another. 
Then God asserts that his purpose against Babylon will certainly be carried out. God also tells his people, if only you had paid attention to my commands, your peace would have been like a river, your well-being like the waves of the sea. Your descendants would have been like the sand, your children like its numberless grains. Their name would never be blotted out nor destroyed from before me. The last line of the chapter is powerful. There is no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. Chapter 49 is a prophecy of the servant who will bring Jacob back to him and gather Israel to himself, as well as be a light for the Gentiles, that my salvation may reach the ends of the earth. The chapter then turns to a message of encouragement from God. In the time of my favor, I will answer you, and in the day of salvation, I will help you. And this, they will neither hunger nor thirst, nor will the desert heat or the sun beat down on them. He who has compassion on them will guide them and lead them beside springs of water. But Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. In response, God asks, can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? And then assures his people, Though she may forget, I will not forget you. What follows is a promise that God will restore his people so dramatically that the land will have no room for all of them. Where have they come from? The people will ask, only to discover. I will lift up my banner to the peoples. They will bring your sons in their arms and carry your daughters on their hips. Finally, God assures his people, yes, Captives will be taken from warriors and plunder retrieved from the fierce. I will contend with those who contend with you and your children I will save. Chapter 50, by the way, a chapter you should read, begins with this indictment. Because of your sins, you were sold. Because of your transgressions, your mother was sent away. And then turns to the servant whom God awakens each morning to be instructed this servant is not rebellious and yet suffers at the hands of others. The servant, however, will be vindicated. Chapter 51, another chapter, by the way, you should read, is a promise of deliverance with lines such as, My righteousness draws near speedily, my salvation is on the way, and my arm will bring justice to the nations. And this one, the heavens will vanish like smoke, the earth will wear out like a garment, and its inhabitants die like flies. But my salvation will last forever. My righteousness will never fail. While Jerusalem has drunk from the goblet of God's wrath, he assures them, I will put it into the hands of your tormentors who said to you, Fall prostrate that we may walk on you. And you made your back like the ground, like a street to be walked on. Chapter 52 is a great song of redemption. Awake, awake, Zion, clothe yourself with strength. Put on your garments of splendor, Jerusalem, the holy city. The uncircumcised and defiled will not enter you again. And this, the Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. The final verses point to the coming of the suffering servant, spoken of more fully in chapter 53, but that's for another day.